0: On the field and inside the clubhouse, this is Brewers Extra Innings. Strickland throws, struck him out swinging. Ball game over. The Brewers do take game number two of this doubleheader. Final score five nothing. They ride the home run ball from Manny Pena, Willie adamas and Luis Urias to a five nothing victory here in New York. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley.
1: Well, the day didn't start out great when the Brewers lost a game that they very easily could have won. But to their credit, they bounce back in a big way, put up a five-nothing win in game number two of the twin bill as they uh, split the doubleheader. They end up losing two of three to the Mets. However, they go uh, they go what five and four on uh, the road trip. They finish uh, one game above five hundred on the road trip. So all things uh, considered, not bad. Not bad, as they're able to do that. Four and three on the road trip, excuse me. Uh, four and three on the road trip is that they finish, and uh, the Brewers are uh, winning road trips. That's what you want to do. Like the, the old adage is win series at home and... Go 500 on the road. Well, they do better than that. They win the road trip, and uh, now they are back home for the final series before the All-Star break, and it is a big one as the Cincinnati Reds are going to be coming to town. Want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers get the uh, 5-0 win in the second game of the day. Brett Anderson pitched well. First game off the injured list. uh, Four innings, three hits, one strikeout, no walks. So that was a really good uh, return from the injured list for him. Brad Boxberger was a bit of a magician. Talk about working himself in and out of trouble. He loads the bases with nobody out, and then he turns around and is able to strike out the side to be able to uh, get out of it. And yeah, that's how. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a big moment in this game. So as uh, you talk. You just talked about a big moment and being frustrated with a performance and then seeing it completely turn around. Brewers able to get some add-on runs with a run in the 6th, 2 in the 7th. Uh, we talked a lot during the 11-game winning streak about how often they were adding those add-on runs in the 8th and ninth innings of games, and that's what they do tonight. And they find a way to win 5 nothing to salvage a game in the series, and now they get set to return home. If you want to join us, you can do so again by calling or texting 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line or you can uh, tweet in at Matt Pawley on air. We've got you to 10 o'clock tonight uh, we will have Craig Cashon from Bally Sports Wisconsin. He'll join us in a little bit more than 10 minutes. We will hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights so a lot to get to between now and 10 o'clock. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ.
0: Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swinging a rocket into right of base head. Yelich ends up at second base on a bullet hit by Rowdy Telez at 115 miles an hour off the bat. Well, that'll
1: play. 5 nothing Brewers get the win in the night camp of a day night doubleheader as they're able to uh, split the twin bill. Sidebar, it's really dumb that on a day night doubleheader, the games are seven innings each. Like I get it when they when it's a conventional doubleheader going the seven innings, but if you're going to go uh, a dual opening day night doubleheader, as far as I'm concerned, the game should be nine innings. But. That's neither here nor there, and I'm sure that uh, I, I think at least that the, the seven-inning rule for doubleheaders, I don't think that's going to be sticking around past this year. That's one of the things that uh, will probably change. Hopefully the runner on its second in extra innings is going to uh, to going to go away as well, although I'm not as convinced that's going to happen. Eight five five six one is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you want to join us. Wesley in Illinois has given us a call. Hey, Wesley, you're on WTMJ.
2: Um, yeah, Matt, I'm a long-time uh, Brewers fan. I just wanted to make a few comments with regards to the season ongoing. Um, as far as the lineup, I'd like to see Yelich lead off. I, I think that would be um, – it would give him a chance to bat, bat around a few more times in a given game. Um, the other thing is that the trade deadline's coming up, and – I like a few players here. Um, one, Sonny Gray. He's on the Reds, of course. But he's got a one in 4 record. His ERA is good. Perhaps if the Cincinnati falls out of the running in August or what have you, he might be a, a great pickup, Sonny Gray. Uh, the other two are Mancini from Baltimore. He's a DH there. And Nogowski from Pittsburgh. Um it looks like the Brewers are missing that power hitter element that they had when they had Aguilar in there. And the other comment I, I heard uh they were making uh, regarding the minor league uh games is this Wilson. Um uh from what I from what I heard he hit a few more home runs this evening. Perhaps bring up one of these guys, you know, get get some power back in that lineup. Um and then a side note is this rumor It appears when the Brewers were kind of falling uh, apart, oh, three weeks ago or what have you, when they brought back Hira uh, into the the lineup, um, it seemed as though that was a big spark. I know he's not not batting that great or whatever, but for some reason there might be a connection there with Hira. Um, But that's kind of what I had to say. I would think that Yelich, again, should be leading off. It would be... uh, um, you know, it puts
1: some fear in the opposing team's pitcher, you know. All right, Wesley, I appreciate the phone call. I, I'm fine with Yellich in the two spot, especially when, like, right now, if they want to do it with Colton Wong out, okay, that's fine. Um, but I, I'm i fine with him in the two spot, I, and I'm fine with Luis Arias there. Yelich right now, he's hitting 241. His on base is 404. It's a good on base, like, you know, a 404 on base plays. Uh, but also, I think, what message do you send to, to Yelich at, at that point if you're going to move him into the leadoff spot? Like, he's supposed to be the middle-of-the-order power guy, and he's not hitting for power. That's, that's clear. But when you move him into that leadoff spot, it's almost like you're telling him, you're not that guy anymore, and we don't expect you to be that guy anymore. And I don't know if that's the message uh, that you want to send. That was an interesting wish list of players. Uh, I don't agree with Sonny Gray. Simply just, if any player you go acquire has to be a player that's going to be an impact player in the postseason. And any starting pitcher you go acquire, in all likelihood, is not going to be an impact player in the postseason. Because really, in the postseason, you have three starters. And for the Brewers, that would be Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. And then you have a fourth guy that may get a start here or a start there. Once you get into like the Divisional Series and the World Series, you probably don't use a fourth starter in the Division Series. So you go get Sonny Gray he's going to go pitch maybe one game, maybe two games for you in the postseason. So I don't think that is a good use of your resources uh, when they're in the trade market. I still think they could use a, a, a new first baseman. Um, and, and we'll see what happens with uh, is he, he had a nice... He, you know, He's looked fine so far, but it's his first day with the team. Uh, but he's not a strike fear in the opponent sort of thing. If they can go get... Bring back Jesus Aguilar. If they can go get... C.J. Crone from from the Rockies, that would be, I think, a way to really improve the team. Let's go to Sparky in Madison, who's given us a call. Hey, Sparky, here on WTMJ.
3: Okay, Matt, hey, thanks for, for taking my call. You know, Matt, uh, it, it's hard to believe that with the success the Brewers have had so far this year, they really haven't gotten hardly any production out of Christian uh, Yelich, which is hard to believe. I know he leads the team in walks. He's been striking out a lot. And, you know, it's just amazing uh, why it's been like this, because he's had such good years, his first two years, and he played so well in Miami. And I I don't know if the back situation is still something that's lingering. I have no idea. He's the only one that really knows. But I have to think that uh, in the second half of the season, he's going to pick it up somewhat, maybe not to the point he played in, 2018 and 19 but uh i would never have thought if somebody had told me that with his numbers so far this year the brewers would be 16 games over 500 in first place so i just wanted to you know see how you might feel about uh, his play up to so up to this point and how do you, do you think that this is kind of hard to believe that they could be as good as they are with his lack of productivity
1: yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, Sparky. Yeah, I he he's not he's not a uh, a guy that scares anybody right now. He's hitting 241. Now again, his on base is 404. That is a that is a solid on base percentage. That is the top on base percentage on the roster. Uh, and uh, Jace Peterson doesn't qualify. He doesn't have enough at bats. I don't think quite yet to be a qualifier. But he's at 395. Omar, Omar Navas is at 392. Uh, but Yelich a, has a 404 on base. It is a fantastic on base percentage uh, because of all the walks that he's drawing. But the power's not there. I thought the hit that he got today, the the, uh, the hit down the third base line off the end of the bat, like to me that was a vintage Christian Yelich hit. And moments like those make me feel very good about him turning things around. Part of me just wonders: Does he just need? a normal – like as normal a year as possible, which you're kind of having right now, a normal offseason, everything just being normal. Because we're, it hasn't been normal until kind of recently. And the offseason wasn't normal, and spring training wasn't normal, and even last year's season wasn't normal, and there wasn't video last year the way there is this year. Like, I – at this point, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that this is who Christian Yelich is going to be this year. He's going to get on base a lot. He's going to help you score runs. He's going to score a lot of runs, but he's probably not going to hit a whole lot of home runs. Uh, he's not going to have the same kind of gap power that he's had previously. And you just kind of and if I'm wrong on that, that's great. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope he turns things around. And, and you know, in his in his MVP year, it was really the second half of the season where he turned things on. There's there's nothing wrong with the performance right now from Christian Yelich. It's just not what we're used to from him, and I, at this point, I would just kind of be curious. Going through a full year of just normalcy, does that reset things for him next year? And that's a conversation we can have next year. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin set to join us in just a moment. Brewers come back to win the nightcap of a day-night doubleheader, five nothing. The final score in the second game after they lose game one in excruciating fashion, four three. This is Brewers X Trainings.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Three, two to Pena. Swing and a fly ball, right center field. Well struck, back warning track wall. Manny Pena showing some pineapple power. Two nothing, Milwaukee on the two run blast by Pena.
1: That was good to see. That was really good to see. Pena doesn't have to hit a lot. What he does behind the plate is the most important thing, but you want him to hit at least a little bit, and that was a big home run. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win the nightcap 5 nothing as they split a day-night doubleheader. They lost the first game today 4-3 in extra innings, just an excruciating loss in that first game, but give them credit. They bounce back and win game number two. With that, let's bring in Craig Kishon from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. and. Craig, that's a nice win in the nightcap. I mean, that's a that's a really tough way to lose that first game, and and you're sitting on that game for an hour and a half or so before the second game gets started. And to their credit, they were able to put that first game in the rearview mirror and play pretty well in the second game.
4: Yeah, I mean, it shows where they are. I think in in their accomplishments so far this season, you know, to be able to you know bounce back and. You know, Here's the thing, too, uh, Matt, I kind of look at it this way, no matter who they're playing right now, avoid the long losing streaks, and we saw the 11-game win streak that uh, came to an end on Sunday, and with the rain out, they they won a stretch of days without a win, but bottom line was, in the the record books, it's three games. It was a three-game losing streak, and, and they ended it, and now they get a chance to go home where they've been playing some better baseball, and you know, that's a, that's gonna be a big amped up series, I think, for them to go into the all-star break with against Cincinnati starting tomorrow night, that four gamer. But you know, bottom line is this team this team has too much pitching depth um, from its starting rotation to the bullpen and right now just enough offense they they shouldn't lose more than three games in a row, to be honest with you.
3: That
1: was a really good sign that Anderson coming off the injured list went out there and threw four shutout innings. He obviously wasn't going to throw that many pitches today just coming off the injured list. They, they got him out of there after 44 pitches, but that was a nice job by him and something that he can build upon.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, in my opinion, I think this guy is the key and maybe, maybe the glue of how this rotation is going to stay together for the rest of the season. I mean, they, they need a guy who's been around as long as Anderson has. I think it's been, I think he's been in the league 13 years, if I'm not mistaken. And they, they need a guy that they can, they can go to rely on that offers, um, a, a different style of pitching just to, just to mix it up a little bit. They've got him properly placed in that rotation too. And, and then the bottom line is they need to keep him healthy. I mean, he needs to give you probably five innings to start to, tonight in this uh, doubleheader situation where the game's only seven innings. Four innings is perfect. You're setting up. Yeah. You're setting up the bullpen. If he can just if he can be the pitcher when he goes, that can set up the bullpen nicely, and and everybody else does their jobs in the days before he pitches, where the bull, bullpen can be set up nicely that way. They're going to be in good shape, and and you know this. I know a lot of Brewer fans know this. If if you follow this team closely enough, they have they have a pretty good grasp on their game plans from day to day, and he's the perfect fit for something like this.
1: He joked today about you know what the Mets must have been thinking facing him after they had faced uh, Woodruff and Burns. But we've talked a lot, you know, Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta are all a little bit different from each other, and then. Anderson is way different. Hauser's different pitching to contact. We probably haven't had the conversation much about Eric Lauer and what he does. But as far as those top five guys, they are all different from each other. But Anderson is the extreme difference when you compare him to everybody else.
4: Well, he is in in every way, too. I mean, just the fact of just the experience I'm talking about – I mean, he's been around in the league probably combined as long as everybody we're talking about in that rotation right now. So that that's a storyline for that being extreme on the other end. His personality is definitely different than the rest. His age is different than the rest. Um, his disposition is different from the rest too. <laughs> and and I think that's perfect. I, I really do. Yeah. I think that's perfect. It's it's how guys learn from other, from other pitchers, and somebody in that rotation may take one thing out of what Brett Anderson does on the mound, and two other guys may take something out of Brett Anderson's disposition, and another guy may take something out of just his mentality and approach um, and, and take nothing physically out of it. So I'm telling you, he's, he's a key cog in my opinion
1: this is a big series coming up as you know the Brewers kind of took control of the division with the 11 game winning streak what they did against the Cubs but the Reds have been coming on this is you know kind of what they did to the Cubs they have an opportunity and not just these four games but after the all-star break it's three more so they'll play the next seven games against the Cincinnati Reds if they can have a lot of success if they can find a way to go five and two even four and three isn't the end of the world that does a lot for this team.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I think you want to go four and three. I think you want to strut your stuff and say, uh, we're better than you and, and we're going to prove it here right now in this, in this next seven games. And if they do, they've, they've done nothing more than gain one game during that whole stretch. And, and the Reds are going, man, you know, we just went through, um, uh, a half a week before the all-star break did the all-star break for four more days and then three more days faced his team again. So during a 10, 11 game stretch, we actually dropped back a game than when we went into in the all-star break. And, and I think that that's, that's the stuff that brewers have to be kind of thinking about right now. Um, and it's, it's going to be really important. It's going to be, I think it's going to be fun to watch too. I, I, you know i looked at this met series and said you know what i'm going to kind of hype this up a little bit if the playoffs were to begin today because both these teams are good both these teams have elite pitching right now in all of baseball so they deserve to be where they are and we could see this matchup in the, in the playoffs with the mets and the brewers and and we could see cincinnati and milwaukee you know battling this thing out to the very end uh, these are fun times now this isn't yeah. this isn't april or may baseball anymore
1: All right, Craig, good stuff. Uh, Enjoyed the the call, and uh, we'll see you at the ballpark at some point this weekend. Thanks, pal. Appreciate it. All right, there's Craig Kishon joining us. We'll get the uh, postgame comments of Craig Council from one Craig to another. Craig, that's in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Once he did, Conforto, ground ball, double play ball. Peterson, second one, Adamas, double play. That erases whatever it was, a hit or an error, on that great double play turned by Peterson and Willie Adamas.
1: Brewers Extra Innings continues. The Brewers get the win over the Mets by a 5 nothing score. They split a day-night doubleheader. One join us? eight five five six one six one six twenty 616 Mortgage Talk and Text Line. A couple text messages. Doug texting in. Very big win. Should have won both, but a split will do. Good to see Manny Pena hit one. Keep it going. Going to have to score more runs against the Reds, though. Get a split and go to the break with a nice lead. Yeah, split in the four-game series against the Reds not not bad taking 3 out of 4 would be even better, but I think if you split that series, you can probably feel pretty good about it. Uh, good to see Manny Pena hit the home run. Clearly, you need just a little bit more offense from him. He brings so much defensively. He does a lot for this team. You don't need a lot from him offensively, but you need a little something, and he hadn't been giving you anything uh, for uh, for quite some time. And I think that's a good point by Doug, that you're going to need more runs scored, more consistent run scoring against Cincinnati, because you know that's a really good run-scoring team that's going to score their fair share of runs against you. Mike in Colorado. Brewers should have won two today. They should have defeated Jacob deGrom. Uh, went on to say, Christian Yelich is nothing short of average this season, and now I wonder if he'll ever return to MVP form this year. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's the, uh, the million-dollar question or multi-million-dollar question. I guess the one thing that's good, again, The thing that's most important about the way Yelich is playing is he's still contributing. Even if he's not hitting for power, not hitting home runs, not hitting a whole lot of uh, extra base hits. And his strikeouts recently have been alarming. I'll I'll admit that. He's getting on base. He's got better than a 400 on base percentage. So even when he's not playing to the MVP form, uh, he is still doing things to contribute to the team. And that's the most important thing. Uh, MJ tweeting in, I'm more concerned about Jackie Bradley Jr. than Christian Yelich. JBJ's played a little bit better recently. He's turned it around a bit. I think the reason that we spend so much time talking about Yelich is because it's the difference between the, the expected results and the results you're getting. The expected results for Yelich is a guy who's been an MVP and was almost MVP another year. You know, those, the, the 2018 2019 elite, one of the best hitters walking the face of the earth kind of numbers. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a nice hitter. He's he's way off what he has done for his career, but people were not expecting JBJ to put up the the same type of numbers that people were expecting out of Christian Yelich. So I think that's why we have so much more conversation about Yelich. Uh, but reason to be concerned about both, and we'll see. Uh, but I I do think what uh, Bradley's been doing uh, over the last couple weeks or so, not. Still not consistent, like it's a bit of a roller coaster ride, uh, but it there are some signs of him starting to come out of it. All right, the uh, post-game comments of manager Craig Council. I lied the last segment. I said we were going to do it this segment. No, we're going to do it next segment. That's next here on WTMJ.
0: It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Fawley. Anderson from the windup, the 0-1 pitch. Bouncer to third, charging Zureus, gets a big hop, throws to first in time. And the Mets are retired in order by Anderson.
1: 5 nothing. Brewers get the win over the Mets. They split a day-night doubleheader. This is Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago. Uh, Brett Anderson got the start tonight. Four innings, three hits, one strikeout, no walks. His first start since coming off the uh, injury list. And Council opened up his post-game comments uh, discussing Anderson's performance.
5: Yeah, he did. I mean, he was um, really sharp. Uh, I was—I hadn't been on the mound for two weeks, but um, he came out and he was sharp, throwing a lot of strikes, ground balls. Um, I'm not sure that they even hit a ball really crisply against him. So he was—he threw the ball really well, and he gave us—you know—I was hoping for three, really, and to give us four innings. There was—you um, know—a big, big, big boost. Hey, Craig, I, I know that. Um... You know, he, he's a veteran guy on a staff with, you know, three three younger starters who are really, really good. Um, but I feel like he could be an important member of this staff, you know, considering you guys have to be, I guess, somewhat cognizant of innings and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, when we signed Brett back kind of later in the offseason, um, you know, the, this is kind of what we had envisioned for him is that he – he can be that guy, you know, we can get, expect a hundred innings out of him or so, um, you know, maybe, maybe a little, a little more than that, but I think that's, and and that would be enough for the rest of the guys. Um, and, and that, that's what he's, he's done just that really. Um, so he is important. It's, it's important that, you know, we can give him the ball. We know there's going to probably some, some things happen during the course of the year, but, um, He also knows what he's doing and, um, he can deliver things like this. Um, and that, that gets us to the next day, you know, and gets us to, to pitching the big guys again.
1: Craig, you've said that Brad Boxberger doesn't show like he's got a heartbeat out there. How much did he show that today with what he was able to do?
3: Yeah.
5: I mean, it's amazing. You know, he, he really struggled for his first, say 20 pitches of that inning, um, you know he, he there, there's been some times lately where he struggled with his changeup, but he he struggled, struggled with his fastball tonight a little bit, um, and then the, then he then he dialed it in, and the last 15 pitches were in in really tough situations to good hitters um, were were wonderful. So yeah, I, I know he was probably mad at himself a little bit to, to get himself in that jam, but um, he has a way of. You know, that, that's what kind of being a, a major league reliever, you have sometimes you have to fix yourself during the inning um, and not let it snowball. And Brad's got that ability because he's always kind of stays within himself, stays in control, um, kind of figures out how to fix himself, and that's what he did tonight. And it uh, ends up in as a zero inning. Uh, he had to work a little harder than he'd like, but it ends up in a zero. Whew craig craig all of that aside did you think about taking him out when he's walked the bases loaded and it's a three nothing
3: yeah
5: i i will tell you that yeah i mean after he walked the bases loaded he had one more hitter you know to get on um but i i didn't think we should take i didn't think he's he's worked out of this before um i was more worried about the pitch count frankly um that it was just you know we were above 30 and so if another hitter had probably reached, he was he was going to be out of the game. But uh, it got to a pitch count point where you know a fresh a fresh guy after thirty some pitches I thought would have been necessary. But I, I did not. He would, I was not going to take him out after the base is loaded.
3: No. What
1: about the day Luis had at the plate, kind of driving the bus as you like to say with
3: yeah, homers and on he,
1: base?
5: Yeah, he had a great day. Um, you know, I, I I told him I like New York, Luis, not Pittsburgh, Luis. Because uh, he was he was he was really good in New York here. Um, and and it just um, you know, hitters go through that. It, it, you go through some days and you're you're kind of like, what am I doing? And then he and then he has some days like this. But I, I'm not. Sure. Was it 13 homers he has now? Is that right? 12 12 homers now. I mean, it's he's doing a really nice job. Um, and the power is uh, a. a and a surprise, a little bit, but he's a guy who squares up the baseball. Really, he's he's good at squaring up the baseball. He's good at putting it in the air on the pull side, and um, it, it, that's enough for Homer. So he's, I mean, like I said, we I, just I, had a quietly really good season, and it's continued tonight. Continued this this weekend, uh, this in New York.
1: That's Magic Craig Council speaking. Just a little while ago, what would have you thought if I would have said before the season, "Hey, there's going to be a day." Coming up in July, and, and the Brewers are going to go take on a first place Mets team, and they're going to win the game 5 nothing, And they're going to win it off home runs from Manny Pena, Willie Adamas, and, and Luis Arias. First off, you're saying, Willie Adamas, who's that? But that's just, uh, it's the way things have gone. That's been one of the things that's been fun about this team this year. You know, we, we, we've talked a lot on this show about Christian Yelich, and he was the guy uh who who led the brewers and then there were a lot of players who contributed and you think about Mike Moustakis and Yasmani Grandal and, and others but the brewers i feel like this version of the brewers playing at a very high level winning a lot of games it's more about who who's it going to be tonight it could be anybody it could be anybody on the roster who's going to have the big game and in some ways that can be more dangerous than having those two or three middle-of-the-order guys who are more often than not the ones who, again, as Craig Council likes to say, are driving the bus. 5 nothing. at the final. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third
0: deck. Holy smokes.
1: Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Brewers get the 5 0 win over the Mets to split the day night doubleheader. Brett Anderson on the mound for the crew. Robert Stock in a bullpen game getting the start for the Mets. The Brewers, uh, they would not uh, score a run in the first inning. However, the newest Brewer, Rowdy Telez, would do something that he had not yet done. Swinging a
0: rocket into right of base head. Yelich. Ends up at second base on a bullet hit by Rowdy Tellez at 115 miles an hour
1: off the bat. Well, that'll play. Yeah, his first base hit is a Brewer. Yelich had walked earlier in the inning, but uh, Brewer strand two. Scoreless going to the second inning, but not scoreless for long. Jace Peterson leads at the second off by walking next hitter, Manny Pena.
0: 3-2 to Pena. Swing and a fly ball, right center field, well struck, back, warning track wall, Manny Pena showing some pineapple power. 2-0
1: Milwaukee on the two-run blast by Pena. Good use of alliteration by Jeff Levering as the uh, Brewers take the 2 nothing lead in the bottom of the second. Always important to put up that 0 after your team takes the lead. Brad Anderson back on the mound. Gives up a base hit to uh, James McCain, but then uh, Michael Conforto standing in.
0: Once he did, Conforto, ground ball, double play ball. Peterson, second one. Adamas, double play. That erases whatever it was, a hit or an error, on that great double play turned by Peterson and Willie Adamas.
1: Kevin Pillar would ground out, and that would end things in the inning. Anderson was rolling in the third inning. Gets Jose Peraza to pop out. Gets Robert Stock to strike out. And then he faces off against the former Brewer, Jonathan Villar. Anderson from
0: the windup, the 0-1 pitch. Bouncer to third. Charging Zureas. Gets a big hop.
1: Throws to first in time. And the Mets are retired in order by Anderson. Anderson out for one more inning in the fourth inning. Gives up the base hit to Francisco Lindor. After Dominic Smith flies out, Pete Alonzo at the plate.
0: A one to Alonzo. Could be two. Ground ball to short. Adamas to second for one. On to first in time. And the Brewers turn two and get Anderson through the inning.
1: Robert Stock was done after four innings for the Mets. Drew Smith comes in in the fifth, puts up a zero. Jake Cousins comes in to pitch for the Brewers in the fifth inning, puts up a zero. To the sixth we go. The Brewers add to the lead. Leading things off in the top of the sixth is Willie Adamas. 1-2 pitch.
0: Fly ball deep left center field. Well struck back. Smith, it is gone! Willie Adamas on a 1-2 pitch goes deep. It's 3 nothing
1: Brewers. Things get interesting in the sixth inning. Brad Boxberger comes on to pitch for the Brewers. He faces off against Brandon Nimmo, walks him. Faces off against Jeff McNeil, walks him. Faces off against Jonathan VR, walks him. Walks the bases loaded. Nobody out. The next three hitters are Francisco Lindor, Dominic Smith, and Pete Alonzo. Two and two.
0: Lindor waits. Boxberger kicks and delivers Struck him out Fastball on the outside corner. That's out number one Big moment here for Brad Boxberger ahead one ball two strikes on Dom Smith. Here's the pitch Struck him out swinging got away with a change up up in the zone But Brad Boxberger strikes out Smith Here comes the one two Struck him out swinging, a high fastball, and Alonzo went after it. Brad Boxberger, after walking the bases loaded, comes back and strikes out Lindor, Smith, and Alonzo. What a zero put up by Brad Boxberger.
1: Yeah, that's a big moment in the game. To the seventh, Brewers still leading 3-0. Josh Hader, who pitched in the first game, blew his first save of the year. He is up in the bullpen, warming up. Miguel Castro comes on to pitch for the Mets, hits Jackie Bradley Jr. with a pitch, then Omar Nervaez comes up. When he's at the plate, there's a wild pitch. That moves Bradley to second. After a fly out by Omar Nuevaez, Luis Urias does this.
0: The pitch, swing and a fly ball. Deep left. Pilar back. Gone. More insurance for the Brewers. It's 5-0 is Luis Urias. It's his second home run of the day. His twelfth of the season. Brewers are up a nickel.
1: Yeah, Arias hit a home run in the first game of the doubleheader. Hunter Strickland comes in, pitches the bottom of the seventh, and the Brewers come away victorious with the win. They go to 52-36. and 36. The Mets drop to 45-38. and 38. Winning totals for the Brewers. Five runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave five for the Mets. No runs, three hits, no errors. They leave four. The winning pitcher is Cousins. His first win, the loss to Robert Stock, he's 0-2. No save. Brad Boxberger does get a hold. Home runs in the game. Manny Pina, his fifth. Willie Adamas, his 14th. Luis Arias hitting his 12th. The game lasting two hours and 26 minutes played in front of a crowd of 13,218 folks. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We will preview the Red series, and uh, we'll also get you some scores from around baseball. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers extra innings with
0: Matt Foley on WTMJ.
1: 5-nothing Brewers get the win over the Mets. They split a day-night doubleheader after they lost game 1 in extra innings by a 4-3 score. I'm glad we're doing the show after the 5-0 win, as opposed to the 4-3 loss. Around the uh, NL Central, the other games taking place, or that did take place today, the Reds do knock off the Kansas City Royals by a 5-2 score. Sonny Gray got the start, pitched well. Two runs on seven hits, seven strikeouts, and two walks. The Pirates, uh, their little winning streak comes to an end. They get beat up pretty good by the Atlanta Braves. They lose by a 14-3 score. Will Crow got the start, gives up two runs in six innings and four and two-thirds innings. But then the bullpen just uh, absolutely had a bad day. Uh, Kyle Crick gave up four runs, only getting one out. Dwayne Underwood gave up seven runs, only getting three out. So bad day in the bullpen for the Pirates. Game's in progress right now. Cardinals trail the Giants 2-1. That game is middle of the fourth. And the Cubs might just end their 11-game losing streak. It's the middle of the eighth inning, and the Cubs lead the Phillies by an 8-3 score. Alec Mills got the start for Chicago, went five and two-thirds, three runs on five hits, five strikeouts, one walk. So the standings in the division: the Brewers lead the Reds by six games. The Cardinals are now in third place, eight and a half back. They'll either be eight or nine, depending on uh, what happens tonight. The Cubs right now are nine back. They'll either be eight and a half or nine and a half, probably eight. And a half. And then the Pirates are sitting 19 games back. Around the Brewers minor leagues, Nashville picks up a nice win. They go to Gwinnett and win 9-5. Double-A Biloxi, they pick up the win at home tonight by a 5-1 score. The Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, they knock off Quad Cities 8-7 in the first game of a doubleheader. They're trailing Quad Cities 2-1 in the seventh inning in the second game of the Twin Bill. And the Carolina Mudcats, they double up Lynchburg by a 4-2 score. Up next for the Brewers, a four-game series against the second-place Cincinnati Reds. A big series coming up for the crew. In the opener coming up tomorrow night, Adrian Hauser will start for the Brewers. The right-hander is 5-5 with a 3.94 ERA. Tyler Malley will get the start for the Reds the righty is seven and three with a 3.63 era 710 first pitch tomorrow 635 on 945 ESPN so if you want to listen to uh to the game 945 ESPN and then we will have Uh, the show uh, immediately following on 94.5. If you are streaming us, uh, you can listen to that stream at WisconsinOnDemand.com as well. So that's where you get 94.5 ESPN as far as the uh, streaming going. Uh, The Brewers have it lined up that they'll have Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff as the four starting pitchers during this upcoming four-game series against the Reds. All right, thanks for being uh, tuned in. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow night again over on our sister station, 94.5 ESPN.